Well, Jessica, it's a spooky Halloween night. Or a couple nights before Halloween. Who knows what guest could stop by? Again? Was that knock at the door? I don't know. April didn't bark. April didn't bark, but come on in. Whoever it is, come on in. Squeak open that squeaky door. Who is it? Step on up to the microphone. Hi-ho, it's me, Kermit the Frog, <laughs> from Disney Plus's new Muppets Haunted Mansion. Hi-ho, I'm here to remind everyone to get a Disney Plus subscription. Hi-ho. I have to say hi-ho a lot to remind everybody who I am. It's Halloween in Oatana. I could trick or treat, but I'm not gonna. Rather scare the living daylights out of you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Yeah, heaven forbid you happen to look down while the uh, while the new Kermit is talking. You're like, who who the hell is that? Exactly, it's a horrible, horrible Kermit. <laughs> it's really, really bad. And I had watched one episode of Muppets Now when it premiered on Disney Plus. Which, first of all, the whole show is just flat on delivery. It's just pointless. It's utterly useless. It's just like... <laughs> it's, Harsh. It's it's like, you know, the Muppets have an internet show or whatever. But the new Kermit sounds so bad. He sounds so bad. And everybody can do a Kermit impression. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was psyching myself up for David S. Podkins. Like, I- I'm, I'm shocked that he didn't stop by. I'm trying to remember how does he sound. <laughs> it's me, David S. That's not it. You, you, hey, you were you were doing David S. Podkins the other day because we went to Spirit Halloween and you put on the jacket. I'm gonna. I can't do the voice right now. I'm gonna scare the hell. I'm just doing a bad Kermit impression. Now I can't do any bad voices anymore. All my bad voices are legitimately bad now. I'm gonna scare the pod. I can't do it. Oh, well, maybe maybe he'll stop by later. Maybe he'll stop by later. Maybe once the pipes have loosened up, <laughs> David Hopkins <laughs> will come by. So we're talking about, I don't really have any top of the show business to speak of. This is a very short song, so let's make it a short episode. We say that and then it comes in at three hours. I think this one will actually be short. I don't have a lot to say about this song. It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. And it wraps up the creepier ep yeah, us. even though it was actually the first one written, I believe. That's true. That's the case. Yeah. Because when I was looking at YouTube, there's uploads of this song from like as early as t- I think it was 2012 or 2013. Yeah. So one Maybe Halloween, Tyson opened for Owl City at Adam Young's former high school. And he wrote uh, the song for the occasion. Right. And there, I think there's a lot of uploads of that because there's footage of Tyson at Owatonna High School. Oh, good. Somebody knew who he was because the articles that I found about it went on and on about Adam Young and there was no mention of Matt Tyson. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Owatonna does not deserve Matt Tyson. Um, interesting. Well, when we didn't know, you know, we did a, a Ocean Eyes Patreon episode in the last year or so. 
And Jessica and I really didn't know anything about Adam Young, aside from the fact that he's in Owl, he is Owl City, and he's worked with Matt Thiessen. Like we knew nothing about Adam Young's personal life. So it was in that Patreon episode we discovered that he was from Owatonna, and then we took a little pause, like, "Oh, Owatonna from the hor- <laughs> from the Halloween song." Yeah. So we knew that ahead of time, and Jessica's that's, tea is ready. That's my tea. When we were going to start, I was like, Danny, you're ready? And he's like, "Uh uh-huh, I just want to, like, start this Baywatch episode first. And I'm like, okay, thinking that I have time for tea. No, he decided he just wanted to listen to the theme song. I just wanted to listen to the theme song to get myself pumped up. And then he'd be ready. What's spookier than Baywatch? (laughs) Baywatch Nights. (laughs) It's true, especially season two. Yep. Where there's vampires and aliens and shapeshifters. Vamp for me, Danny. I will vamp. Oh. So, what was I saying? So, Owatana, we, at some point, you know, after we did the first Halloween episode of this show, we discovered that Adam Young's from Owatana. Now we know that going into this episode ahead of time. But I did not know the fact that this song was around for a long time before the creepier before the creepier EPR and that it was written specifically on the occasion of him performing in Owatonna so that makes a lot of sense you know what I just thought of and I apologize if this comes across as a little sacrilegious I don't understand why your mom wouldn't let you dress up like a vampire and why Christians don't like vampires because do we not drink Jesus's blood during communion I mean, that is definitely a thing that is discussed. That is so funny you mentioned that because I called up Magnified Pod because they've been taking people's Halloween stories. So if you listen to that show, you've also heard me talk about that story over there. Nice. And now you get to hear it again here. When I was a kid in the 80s, you know, my mom was not... My parents weren't super restrictive religiously. We have mentioned this in, in a previous yeah. Halloween episode, but please continue. I'll just tell it again. So my, I one year I wanted to be a vampire, but like a generic vampire. Also, I was like a scaredy cat kid. Like I did not like horror movies. It's not like, and the, and with the, 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 the point of this story, it's ridiculous because like I was so afraid of everything, you know, like I, my mom didn't have to worry about me watching horror movies or trying to read scary books because I didn't want that stuff. Right. But I just wanted to be a generic vampire, like a cartoon-friendly vampire. You wanted to be Edward Cullen. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> 45 years before that show, <laughs> that movie existed in that book. So my mom made me the the vampire costume and she put me in it and then she cried because <laughs> she's like, my little, my little boy is a Satan now. He's so a devil. so dramatic. It is dramatic. It's- but so she made the costume because like in this, you know, and I've had the more context now if, with the community that we're sort of a part of and people that we've talked to online and how I've realized that like we were literally evangelical, meaning like we were Christians who believe that all you have to do is accept Jesus into your heart and now you're saved and that's it. Right. But we were not culturally evangelical. So that's like the line. And I also, when I called up Magnified Pod, like I hadn't put it in that context when I mentioned it. But like, my we were not culturally evangelical growing up. Especially because it was the 80s. 
And I really don't think that kind of strict line of cultural evangelical, like pop culture stuff, like, yeah, absolutely. Christians would be like, you know, not allowed any kind of like secular media and stuff like that. But my parents just being 80s parents who happened to be born again Christian, they didn't like restrict us from all of the stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I could, I knew what a vampire was and I wanted to be a spooky vampire. Do there happen to be any pictures of of little Danny as a vampire? Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe she was afraid if she took a picture, it would steal my soul. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't show up when she got the pictures developed. <laughs> that would solidify the taking of my, of my soul if she had done that. I ask because I feel like you probably would have looked a lot, knowing what you look like as a kid, like Eddie Munster from the Munsters, the little boy. (laughs) Well, he was like a (laughs) werewolf. My phone just laughed for one second. He was was not a werewolf. I think he was was a vampire, wasn't he? Looking this up. He was like a werewolf. TV land childhood. He was like a werewolf vampire. I think he was like. Oh, you're right. He was a werewolf that dressed in like vampire clothes. You're right. It's the ears. The ears and the teeth are are so, are what threw me. Yeah, here we go. The only child of Herman and Lily Munster, Eddie, is a werewolf. I'll be darned. But he wore vampire garb. Traditionally vampire garb. There's so much blurring of the lines between the vampire myths and the werewolf myths, although going back mythologically, there there obviously is a difference. How does a Frankenstein monster and a vampire lady happen to produce a werewolf child? Good I question. have questions. Good question. Is it just a, is it like, are they mutants? Are they like X-Men mutants? There's just a monster gene. But and it- Grandpa is also a vampire, and Lily, the mom, so is it a skips vampire. A <laughs> Unless, where was Mrs. Monster wait, no, it hanging out? It doesn't skip. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it like the X Men? Because here, like the X Men, right? Wolverine's children are Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, who have powers that are completely not like his powers. So, the X Men or mutants, specific any mutant specifically, their offspring is not supposed to have their power. But then, like lazy. X-Men writers copy that. You know, they just have, like, the son of Wolverine is, like, has Wolverine powers. I'm like, that's, they're not supposed to have that. Mutants aren't supposed to have children with the exact same powers. So if there's a monster gene in the Munsters universe. That might be the mythology because Marilyn Munster, the cousin or whoever she is, they like, she's like the black sheep of the family because she's perfectly normal. Because she didn't get the Munster gene. she didn't get the monster Munster gene. Yeah. So I think we've cracked it. The Munsters are, it's a, it's a, it's it's Marvel X-Men type universe, but they're monster genes, which then begs the question, are there other monsters in that universe? I mean, I'm sure there might be an episode where other but they can't. Are they all related to the Munsters? Or? Welcome to Munster Cheesen, our episode by episode Munsters podcast. <laughs> That's a good idea. Sponsored by Cheez Its. Because <laughs> we've been on a big Cheez Its kick recently. You can go to patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod and listen to us chew Cheez Its on mic at the end of that episode. I thought you were going to say sign up so that we can buy more Cheez Its. <laughs> That's where all our money goes. But we just discussed the and Josh soundtrack. Well, no, we put out a preview, so everyone knows about that. But yeah, we just... And, oh, and April was very upset April's about it. She's like, you it. don't need to mention that again. There's spooky ghouls outside, and April's upset. <laughs> There's trick-or-treaters at the door. She's like, let me eat them. Let me get them. 
I'm a monster. Come here. Oh, maybe we're getting another guest. Wait a minute. I'm here. It's David S. Podkins. Slightly more southern voice than David S. Pumpkins, who is my cousin and is his own thing. Any voicemails? <laughs> there, Thanks. he's there. Thanks for coming Thanks by, for David. By. It's wonderful. It finally happened. So, Danny, what else do you have to say about this song? <laughs> you don't have anything else to say about the song? We didn't say anything about the song. Well, I, I said how he wrote the song, right. and I said it's short, sweet, and to the point. Well, how do you feel? How do you feel the song works for closing out the whole EP? Like, how do you feel about the EP overall? I love the EP overall. I feel like this is definitely the lesser of the three songs. Oh no, I think Butterfinger Cups is the lesser of the three songs. Really? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last time, but like. Okay, well, Butterfinger Cups is... Maybe I should have re-listened the to the old whole EP in preparation. I mean... It's like less than a half an hour. <laughs> it's less than 10 minutes. It's less than five minutes. It's like very, very short. It's a very, very short release. Um, no, I mean, I, I, it's been a year since we talked about it, but... It's been a year it's filled been, with problems, but now you're here a year almost as if to solve them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Bare Naked Ladies and Relying K got together and they wrote a song that it's been a year filled with problems. Remember that? Yep. <laughs> Remember that classic collab? I don't know. I, Butterfinger Cup's kind of bouncy. But we, did, we we talked about it and it's like not a good like song. It's not like a good constructed like song. It's fun. It's fun to sing about Butterfinger Cups and there's a lot of individual good elements in that song but overall it's a very messy song right it's like butterfingers stuck on your teeth the song because it's like it was a very ill constructed song from the ground up and i'm not talking about the lyrics and i'm not talking about butterfinger cups i'm simply <laughs> talking about that the form of that song we came to a conclusion was very messy at right. the time it's just a very unorganized unfocused song whereas halloween blues and this which are both both very similar songs they're both kind of like spooky like actually kind of out and about enjoying yeah. your halloween doing stuff well so is the cup but i mean they're these are like both spooky songs about being spooked and going out they have both vibe the mood of halloween yeah whereas the cup is just it's a mess it's a fun song but it's a mess right it's also the least Reliant K of the three songs, to be honest. I mean, just overall, from, like, the messiness of it to, like, the whole vibe of, like, the bounciness is very, like... It, that's very Air for Free, Collapsible Lung era, whereas I could see Halloween Blues and Halloween and Owatonna being B-sides to earlier periods of sure. Reliant K. Yeah. Halloween and Owatonna turns out literally a B-side from pretty much the forget not slow down days he's like hey i could be out trick-or-treating but instead i'm here singing to you good people who don't appreciate me being here exactly yeah what what is this the 
the the underground cafe in Detroit, Michigan in 2000. Exactly. So, I mean... The, mi- the Midwest does not appreciate the boys from Canton. <laughs> yeah, they don't. <laughs> you can never go home. Is that the saying? Or, like, you're never... You're never as good, you're never as big when you go home or whatever. I think that's exactly how, how it goes. So let's look at the lyrics. It's Halloween in Owatonna, because you know, we got nothing much else, but yeah. it's Halloween in Owatonna. I time could, to smoke some marijuana. Time to smoke. It's Halloween in Owatonna. I could smoke some marijuana, but I don't want to, because that's the devil's cabbage. <laughs> Take some time and have a drink and think about <laughs> what you're going to do to be... Hey girl, don't you wanna? That's the slackers. The slackers, yep. yeah. I could trick or treat, but I don't wanna. I'd rather scare the living daylights out of you. I'll pour gasoline into my chainsaw. I'll quietly wait by your bedside. Which these are like not even slanted rhymes. They're just oh, kind of right. I forgot about this part. I did listen to the song. I swear. <laughs> well, that's the other thing that we got to talk about. Is the hint? There's this. This song strongly implies. The song implies this violence. The, yeah, this is the one that people on the internet's get all up in arms about because there's there's dark imagery. Right, but I think that the dark imagery isn't as dark. It's almost like like certain kind of horror movies where the violence is heavily implied but not actually shown and the imagination runs wild the imagination of the audience runs wild this is a song equivalent of that there's not any when you, we'll, we'll break into we'll break into the lyrics now but there's no literal gore or violence there's more gore in sahara because <laughs> the what birds are, are eating Danny, the line is literally, I'll pour gasoline into my chainsaw. I'll wait quietly by your bedside, pull the cord, and watch the life flash before your eyes. That's right. That is the lyric. Now, let's let's look at that lyric. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. Let's look at that lyric. I'll pour gasoline into my chainsaw. I'll quietly wait by your bedside. Pull the cord and watch the life flash before your eyes. Now, he didn't, the, 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 if you're implying that someone is about to die, that is the light flash before your eyes or the, the light, the light flash out of your eyes. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. When you're about to die, they say you see your life flash before your eyes. If that's you're right. in a sudden death situation, you see the life flash before your eyes. Yes, that's right. That's right. But what I'm saying is he's not saying watch the light leave your eyes or watch the light flash out of your eyes he's saying watch the life flash before your eyes yes because that's which a all which does not it is a saying but it doesn't necessarily imply that the person is dying you can no. be so scared the phrase yes. the life flashing before your eyes isn't used 100 percent of the time in actual deadly situations it's used in deadly situations but it also implies like you're just so scared that you, the, your whole life, you think of your whole life in the instant before you think you're about to die. Now, sure. if this person is being tricked, if he's poured gasoline into his chainsaw and he revs the and he revs it up while the person is sleeping, they're going to be so scared that the life is going to flash before their eyes. But then there's no line in this song about the... You know, that even implies them actually being killed. I suppose. Outside of, I hear a distant scream that's not so far off. It could be a trick or there could be some blood growing cold. Well, darn, you just tore my... 
I think this song is a kind of fashion. I think Matt Thiessen killed someone in Owatonna. <laughs> While he was there. Earlier that day, before the Owl City concert. They replaced Adam Young. <laughs> Matt Thiessen killed the original Adam Young. It's too bad he never lived in a to lover's be Adam quarrel. Yule. <laughs> I'm gonna go find that that fan fiction on Wattpad. <laughs> yeah, we're not saying we think they should be together, but there's a lot of people online. Some of you listening are probably in that camp, but no, <laughs> I'm guessing there's got to be at least one person out there in our listeners who's a uh, Adam Matt Shipper. All right, it's uh, Danny. I believe it's Matt Adam. <laughs> Matadam, Matadam. So my. What what I'm saying is I can even I can even give uh, two variation two there's there's two explanations for this whole song that it's literally about a murder or it is about a trick that is so like heavy that it seems like deadly like like this person is about to kill the person but it's a trick so there is a version of this like some sort of Twilight Zone or Goosebumps where you think everyone's been killed but in the end it turns out it was all some sort of like deception and no one was actually killed there's an interpretation of this song even the blood going cold part that there's a non-violent interpretation of this song and you know me i don't really care (laughs) i don't really care if this song was literally about murder i'm simply saying that i think tyson very specifically picked lyrics and language in this song that you could easily see it either way like a girl or god song where i think he very meticulously picks language that does not heavily imply if the song is about god or a girl and leaves it up to the listener i think the language here is chosen deliberately so that it can be about murder or it could just be heavily implied murder so the line it's halloween in owatana i hear a distant scream that's not so far off it could be a trick or there could be some blood growing cold. So the blood g- growing cold has two implications to me there. The obvious one is like there's blood spilled on the ground, someone murdered, and the blood is growing cold because they were murdered a while ago. Or you again, just like life flash before your eyes can imply someone who has just been scared nearly to death or have literally just about to been killed, blood growing cold you're, you get a chill. Your blood goes cold when you're so scared. So hearing that distant scream, it's Halloween. People are being scared all around the town of Owatonna. And there's blood going cold. And it could imply blood on the ground. Or it could imply someone who's so scared that their blood has grown cold. It's a very... I think this is actually probably the most flat out like poetic song. It's, it is very similar to Halloween Blues. Because Halloween Blues does have... That those abstractions about what exactly is he talking about? What's the Halloween blues? What happened to him? What was the face in the tree? Like, it only just gives you hints of a narrative. And this, again, is giving you hints of a narrative, but it's such a more concise story. It's someone with a chainsaw either killing or scaring somebody. And I don't think, and I think it's deliberately chosen to be open and interpretable. You're right, Danny. You've completely turned me on this song. It's a great song. I wasn't very poetic. I wasn't trying to necessarily do that. I definitely wasn't just sitting here being like, oh, I feel like I might have in a different deep dive seen something about a Halloween and Oatana Mad Adam fanfic that I need to go look up now. And I definitely was not trying to refine that. 
and then realizing my VPN wasn't on. Great. Did you find it? No. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Not after the end, Josh. <laughs> so yeah this song is definitely one in a piece with halloween blues but halloween blues is almost i mean is i would i'm just assuming now that halloween blues must have been written after this halloween blues was maybe written closer to the release of this ep probably around air for free and then but halloween and owatana was written as early as what would you know when that concert was was it 2010 or something like that um hang on let me see if it if it mentions it in here um because i have the jesus freak hideout news report on (laughs) the creepier ep -er, uh, from october 28th 2016 earlier thursday afternoon reliant k celebrated the 15 year anniversary of the release of the creepy ep which had a halloween themed album cover but not much else related to the spooky holiday the band is currently on tour with switchfoot for on their looking for america tour who also coincidentally surprised fans with the release of a new live album last friday and have been playing select new halloween songs for fans right around i didn't know that that uh that switchfoot had a halloween Oh, Switchwood has a Halloween? Had some Halloween stuff. It says have been playing select new Halloween songs for fans. Huh. Unless they just mean they're covering newer Halloween songs. Which, gotcha. have there been a lot of newer Halloween songs? Now that I stop and think about <laughs> well, it. Well, there's... Maybe that's what they mean. Uh, right around midnight into Friday the 28th, Reliant K revealed Ooh, a... Su- Friday the 28th. <laughs> revealed the surprise release uh, and judging by what time it is right now, this episode will come out on fr- on uh, not Friday, the 28th of October <laughs> this year. Uh, Relying K revealed the surprise release of a brand new EP, appropriately titled The Creepier ep New music out now. This is time sensitive here, people, or PPL. The band announced via Instagram a note from Matt T. My friend, John... And I apologize because I'm going to to butcher this. Uh, John, and I'm not actually going to try to do the second name, Sumatra, had been encouraging me, Reliant K, in parentheses, to do a Halloween album for quite some time. One Halloween, I opened up for Owl City at Adam Young's high school alma mater. I wrote Halloween in Owatonna for the occasion. Shortly before this fall tour, I decided that whipping up a few more would be fun. We recorded these songs on a live soundstage. And I overdub my vocals before soundcheck in Silver Springs, Maryland. Yum. Grab all the songs on iTunes now here for just two ninety nine. Oh, that's a that's a good price. So it doesn't give the exact date of when that happened, but I just realized I actually do have that somewhere in my notes because I have the news articles. I'm not sure who. Okay, it's like I'm not sure who. Uh, John. Suthiahara, I'm sorry, I also butchered the middle name, Sumatra. I'm not sure who he is because when you Google that name, all you get are three different news articles about the creepier ep and then just a bunch of other, you know, like mylife.com and instantcheckmate.com. Like, that's it. You were right with 2010. It was October 31st, 2010. Yeah, so this is like an older song that we're covering this week, but I also kind of see how this basic idea was fleshed out further into a longer song with a lot more narrative in Halloween blues. 
and how these, you know, this song and Halloween blues are one in a kind and uh, they're kind of easy to mix up in a way. Like if you don't pay a lot of attention, if you didn't have the cup in between, you would kind of like really think that these are two songs that are a little too similar. But this song being so short and being having the cup in between, you know, helps the pacing of this EP. Now I just really want some Butterfinger cups. Have they brought them back? I don't think so. I think we checked last year. Well, I mean, last year, because early in 2020, the Butterfinger cups were in production and then they canceled them like at the beginning of summer 2020, as if 2020 couldn't get any worse. And then by the time, (laughs) and then by the time it got to Halloween, we couldn't find them anymore, but we found them before then. Uh, No news about the Butterfinger cup being back right now. Too bad. I could really just go for any cup candy, like a a Reese's cup. I get to tell my mint cup story again. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And that's, it's been 20 years since then. It's been over 20 years since then, but during And it's been one year since you told it the last time and another (laughs) year from the time before that. It was the electric youth tour (laughs) with Five Iron Frenzy. And I always forget, now I will always, now I remember it's four bands. It was Five Iron Frenzy, Reliant K, Ace Troubleshooter, and John Rubin on tour together. It began like right after 9-11. They almost canceled it because of 9-11. And uh, I saw it in Boston and Manchester, New Hampshire. And the Boston show was at a real rock club. So there was no like hanging out afterwards. Ooh, sounds wild. (laughs) But the New Hampshire show was at a church. So over the night as the volunteer people go away you can kind of just start walking around the church and there's fiber frenzy and there's ace troubleshooter and there's reliant k and i already talked to reliant k a bunch because i've been seeing them since 2000 and always bothering them at every show and this time i brought candies because i brought skittles because you're supposed to throw skittles and combos at reliant k at this point oh really yeah this was around that time that's a thing you're supposed to do yeah that's a thing that you do i mean i came up with that idea (laughs) Wow. I didn't, I mean, I didn't even know it was a thing. So I didn't come up. I'm joking. But, um, so I, but I also brought other candies, like just to try to see what what would happen if I threw other candies. And some of the candies I brought were mint cups and they were basically like peanut butter cups with mint cream inside. And then it's, this is like, like a York peppermint patty. Yeah. But they were like a green mint cream. They were like a green mint cream in a peanut butter cup shape. Oh, like a, um, it wasn't, a, they aren't in peanut butter cup shapes, but like those Andy's chocolates that like yes. your grandma has. Yeah. Yes. They were like Andy's chocolates, but Andy's chocolates are also a very thin layer of green mint cream in the middle. This was a thicker chunk of mint cream in the middle, like a peanut mm. butter cup. Just instead of peanut butter, it's green mint cream. And so I'm walking around and there's Tyson on the sanctuary drums. No. He's the bomb. No. <laughs> yes. But he's on the sanctuary drums and I go up. And I talked to Tyson, this is 2001, and I'm like, here, you want some mint cups? And I'm offering any band member I see some mint cups out of the bag. Now that I'm giving them the whole bag. And he tries them. And then Tyson's like, eh, it's pretty good. And I'm like, what? Pretty good. They're amazing. End of story. It's a great story. I'm so glad you've told that every single year, hon, of this podcast. That is a story that will go down throughout the ages that is a classic story in fact i'm gonna write a song about it it's gonna be on the creepiest ep (laughs) oh my gosh wouldn't it be great if they just like surprised everybody came out with the creepiest ep this year Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
You gotta complete the trilogy. And with that, we're gonna take our break. We'll be right back. We want to thank you very much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. From there, you can interact with us as well as view the videos and images we talk about on the show. You can also call our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. That's 402-957-2343. Leave us a message and we can play it on a future episode. Also, we invite you to check out SadieHawkinsPod.com, one simple place to get links to all our social media and a link to our Tee Public store. There you can pick up merchandise, or merch as it's known in the industry. We have our Black Flag parody shirt, our little Sheet Boy ice cream shirt, and our all-new Boys from Canton ampersand shirts that list the first names of every album lineup of Reliant K. And if you can't get enough of us, well, good news. At patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, we are releasing at least two bonus episodes a month. You'll also have access to our whole backlog, including our discussion of Owl City's Ocean Eyes, reading through the complex infrastructure book, and the songs from K is for Karaoke. Finally, we want to thank our current patrons, who include Daniel, Josh, JR, Jarrett, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Helen, Samantha, Roxanne, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, David, and Brady. We hope to see you there, and even if we don't, we hope that you will keep us in positive regard. Aww. Hey Jeff, have you ever heard of Reliant K? No, Tracy, I haven't, but you know what that reminds me of? If I had a million dollars. What? Oh, no, no, don't do I it. I would buy you a cake car. A nice, reliant automobile. Yes. How did I know you were going to go there? Well, it could have something to do with the fact that it is the most famous song by the band we discuss every week. Oh, you mean Bare Naked Ladies? Dude, Reliant K is a Christian rock band. You can't say that. Sure I can. I don't think you can. Okay, fine. BNL. We have a great time discussing all the BNL songs alphabetically over at Bare Naked ABC. Dude! We're not naked when we do it, and it's a podcast. Anyway, I've heard these guys and their music. These guys can take a joke. Ooh, I have one for you. Don't. Have you heard the one about the boy who moved into the hen house to sleep? We've already done this song. He woke up with yolk in his face when he found that all the hens had crossed the street. <laughs> oh, for bad jokes like that and more, come listen to us on all platforms you download podcasts. Just look for Bare Naked ABC. Dude, it's a brand name. So we have four ghoulishly fun events for your family this Halloween in Owatonna. Yes, you know, I also was thinking... Maybe right before you read that, Owatonna, Minnesota. Owatonna is a city. Oh, did you have this planned? Oh, no. Just let's let's learn a little bit about Owatonna. <laughs> Owatonna is a city in Steele County, Minnesota. Steele spelled with an E at the end. Uh, the population was 25,599 at the 2010 census, the 2010 census, when the Halloween show happened. Wow, what a coincidence. Do you think they counted Tyson among the Owatonna people? Maybe. <laughs> it is the county seat of Steele County. Owatonna is home to the Steele County Fairgrounds, which hosts the Steele County Free Fair in August. History. Check. 
Owatonna was first settled in 1853 around the Strait River. The community was named after the Strait River, which in the Dakota language is, I'm not going to be able to read this, Wakpa Owatharnja. A popular but apocryphal story is that the town is named after Princess Owatonna, the daughter of a local Native American chief who was supposedly healed by the magic waters of a nearby spring. The earliest the Owatonna area was settled was in 1853 and platted in platted in September 1855. Okay, whatever. I don't know. Uh, it sounds like it was already settled prior to that time. <laughs> yes, I know, right? Uh, lots of dates, lots of things, lots of stuff. The Minnesota State Public School for Dependent and Neglected Children was built in 1886. The school took in orphans from around the state and taught them the value of drill discipline and labor. Well, that sounds spooky. Oh, boy. I wonder if that's going to show up on a ghoulishly fun event in Noatana. Oh, this is definitely ghoulish. The children who died in the institution oh, were interned oh, in the children's no. cemetery behind the school. Shut up. In no, 1943, goodness. the orphanage closed. And in 1947, the state public school was officially abolished. And all its lands, buildings, property, and funds were transferred to the newly established Owatonna State School which provided academic and vocational training for the developmentally disabled. The Owatonna State School was closed. So Owatonna's got some dark history. Oh, boy. I like how first they cover, you know, like all of America does, try to cover up some of that uh, Native, you know, Native people's history with like, oh, there was a Native, there was an Indigenous chief who was healed in the Magic Spring. Right. You don't want to know the real story. Yikes. And then, meanwhile, there's a murder school. Let's skip to the more present times. In July 2008, a Raytheon Hawker 800 corporate jet crashed near Owatonna. Oh, no, that's so upsetting. Resulting in deaths. Uh, Danny, did anything good happen in Owatonna? In on October, this is on the this is on the Wikipedia. On October 31st, 2010, Al City's Adam Young held a hometown concert oh, at sure. the Owatonna Senior High School. Is that gym. the only good thing that's ever happened to Owatonna? Paragraph after paragraph of bad Owatonna news, followed by Al City's Adam Young had a hometown concert in 2015. This is all about schools and one jet crash. Oh my Everything gosh. in the history of Owatonna is about the schools. Even the Al City thing is technically news about the school and one jet crash. On November 3rd, 2015, the Owatonna Public School District passed a bond referendum to fund school facilities improvements focusing on deferred maintenance, safety, and elementary school crowding, which I did find a video about this when I was searching for Owatonna stuff. So... The Steele County Historical Society preserves Steele County's past, shares the county's stories, and connects people with history in a meaningful way for today and for tomorrow. Cool. Economy. Owatonna is the economic center of southern Minnesota with diverse industries. That may be the only... Is is it the only thing that's diverse there? I don't know. Federated Insurance is the largest employer with 1,500 employees followed by an expanding Viracon, which has a bunch of just thousands of employees. Both have their corporate headquarters in Owatonna. Other large companies include Bosch, Johnson, Gopher Sport, 
Brunswick Corporation, some other corporations, some other corporations, some Mayo Clinic has its thing there, Owatonna Hospital. Uh, Sites of interest, National Farmers Bank. (laughs) Sites of interest, check out the old bank. (laughs) The State School Museum, where horrible stuff happened. Uh, stuff about junior hockey, geography, Ooh, demographics. There's a St. Olaf College near there, like like from Golden Girls back in St. Olaf. Apparently, Olaf is a place, but St. Olaf isn't. My uh, my knock at Owatonna for its diversity when I had no proof, that was a little cruel. But on the Wikipedia, it does say 91% white. 3.8% African American, 0.3% Native American, 0.9% Asian, and 2% other races. Four ghoulishly fun Oatana events for your family this Halloween. <laughs> One, visiting Oatana. <laughs> the State School Museum. Yikes. Uh, so, Shrek the Musical. <laughs> Sounds spooky to me. Halloween is all about the costumes, and Shrek the Musical is a stage full of them. Wait! Holy smokes! This is big news! Parts of the 1995 movie Angus were filmed in and around Owatonna, including Owatonna Senior High School, its football team, and marching band. That's amazing! As referred to so many times on Sadie Hawkins' pod. Because, yeah... Oh my gosh. I mean, we haven't mentioned Angus in a while. We have. We it's should... been like two weeks. <laughs> but amazing 90s rock alternative pop punk soundtrack. Check out the Angus soundtrack. The movie is just like a coming of age. It's not a comedy. It's really like a John Hughes style sort of drama with some jokes in it of, of teenagers coming of age. Um I thought the movie would speak to me as a kid because it's about like an overweight kid that's not very popular and I was a little overweight kid. But Angus's story is not very much like my own, so it really didn't speak to me. But Green Day is mentioned in the movie in dialogue. Green Day, the song J.A.R., which is a big Green Day song. It was a single from the release of that movie. J.A.R. was not on a Green Day album until it was on International Super Hits. Like, and I was always upset. And and that's why I bought the... I was upset about that for a while because I, was, I didn't have the song J.A.R. And then I had to go out and get the Angus soundtrack. Turns out it was worth the money. Goo Goo Dolls, Dancehall Crashers, Ash, two songs by Ash. Wow. Jack Names the Planet. That's right. Yep. Amazing soundtrack. I can't believe Angus be... was shot there. I know what we're doing. November. Angus soundtrack Patreon. There you go. So Shrek the Musical. Halloween is all about the costumes, and Shrek the Musical is a stage full of them. Weezer. Weezer's on the Angus soundtrack. Big influence on... What's the name of the band we talk about? Reliant K? That's it. Big influence on Reliant K. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. This colorful, silly, and entertaining musical is sure to be an ogre-sized hit with the whole family, and the perfect way to kick off Halloween. Buy tickets here. And if you're okie dokie, pokey dokie, smoky dokie too. A haunting we will go October 27th uh, at the village of yesteryear. Oh, about this. 
This year will be the second time the village of yesteryear at the Steele County Historical Society holds this historically fun event. Last year, we told ourselves we will count it as a success if we have around 100 kids. We never expected we would have over 2,500 people show up. Stephanie Keebler, the spokeswoman for the event, is so excited to see what happens this year. Our goal is to get families into the village as often as we can to demonstrate what a small town was like and the history behind it. This is just a fun way to do that. The fun will be practically overflowing out of the village. Historic building, (laughs) each historic building, such as the general store and school, will have treats and a variety of games. The lawn will be set up for pumpkin bowling and popcorn will be handed out to all. And there is a flashlight scavenger hunt with clues hidden all over the village. One of the biggest highlights, according to Stephanie, is the flashlight guided tour of the Dunnell House. Groups of about 12 at a time will get to a guided tour of the house with Special items highlighted. Only flashlights will guide I hope them everybody through. hears this on time to get tickets. This was back in 2017. Oh, well. <laughs> get in your time machine. Last year, we did over 45 tours. To add to the fun of the night, costumes are not only welcome, but encouraged. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even adults are welcome to dress up. That's nice. Uh, No sexy kittens, please. Oh, well, we'll remember that. Um... They looked like they, uh, we had a variety of characters last year, but some of the most fun ones were the period costumes. They look like they could live in the village. With this being an event that is as educational as it is fun, who wouldn't want to miss it? Do you visit the, uh, the old schools and all that other stuff while you're there and get the real history of your town? Uh, next up, Trick or Treat Trail. This quarter mile trail through the park will be like no other you set foot on. Owatonna Parks and Recreation has really pulled out all the stops for this free Halloween event. Last year's first attempt was so successful they decided to do it all again, but bigger and bigger. Along the trail, you will find local vendors giving away candy and showing off their store goods. It's like when you go, it's like when you go trick-or-treating at the mall, I guess. Nice. Uh, Next up, downtown trick-or-treat which is basically the same as the last thing, just not in a park in the downtown area. Uh, Downtown Owatonna already has all the charm one can wish for, but now add longer hours and candy. Before going to all the usual neighborhoods, start by attending the second annual downtown trick-or-treat. Shops like Central Park Coffee, Tone Music, The Hat Chic, and Owatonna Shoe will all be staying open, just to name a few. I'm sorry, those all sound like made-up names. Like, those sound like businesses <laughs> in the background of a Hallmark movie. Tone. I had to look up his tone music uh, instruments or records, and they are instruments. They are still around. There's an O'Reilly Auto Parts there. There's an Applebee's Grill. Let's get some of the cult. Let's figure out some of the culture. Oh my gosh, there it is. The Minnesota State. Oh, the, uh, this, the Minnesota State Public School. Is this the one? Is this or is uh, it's? Yep, this is it. Nice. This is it. Look, here it is. There it is. Yep, that's it looks, definitely. It looks haunted. like a haunted school to me. Yep. Whoa! Look at this. Look at this like ballroom area in there. Oh wow! Like I guess it's 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 kept up. It's not like old and stuff. It's not uh you know decrepit. Um, here's like a statue with of dedicated to two children. One of them has a haircut like you did when you were a little kid, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Are you secretly an Owatonna spirit? 
Have you been waiting to tell me this? Rude. <laughs> little Ramon's haircut on the little kid, on the little statue kid, and little Jessica. Rude. Jessica was always punk rock. She had a little Dee Dee Ramon haircut when she was a kid. It's been a minute, but we have one TikTok. Ooh. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm just gonna show. Oh, good lord. Oh, I'm looking at the, the handmade doll collection. <laughs> I'm looking at the Google Maps pictures of the Owatonna State School Museum, and it is a picture of a collection oh, of handmade no. dolls. I guess that were kept by the children, and they are as spooky as the phrase <laughs> "handmade doll collection" implies. Miss Redican, state school teacher, gave these character dolls to her niece in the late 1930s. She was told they were made. Quote, by the orphans in the state school. She was told. Do we know that to be true? <laughs> oh, they are definitely haunted. Oof. My phone is haunted just for looking through this. TikTok. Slightly less haunted. Romanticizing my rusty apartment balcon, balcony in Austin. And oh, yeah, it does there- say- it, 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 does it does say, say Balcon Y. So. Right. <laughs> and it's a very, it looks very, uh, very rustic. And oh, it says it's 96 degrees outside, which is funny. And it must be from Halloween. And all the leaves are looking like they're changing. And it's very pretty. Uh, that is from, oops. I accidentally clicked on hashtag vibes. That is from at Audrey of all trades. Then, okay, so I have this article that kept popping up, like, every news, like, syndicate in the area covered this. Okay. I guess it's big news in Owatonna. Owatonna home featuring huge skeleton is Halloween fun for all. (laughs) Owatonna home featuring huge skeleton. Okay. And they're not that big they're like a story tall there's one that's like two stories tall it looks like oh, okay. here uh i mean i see you there are bigger you know blow up things on people's lawns but yeah that two-story one is pretty big it is a it is a skeleton this house statue. also looks haunted it didn't even need the skeletons <laughs> We are just a few so this is public shock october 12th 2021 by paul shea uh, over on, where are we? KRFO AM 1390 and 94.7 FM radio. Uh, we are just a few weeks away from Halloween. And if you are looking for inspiration or some Halloween spirit and you live in Owatonna, you won't have to look far. Check out this Owatonna home that is decorated for Halloween, complete with a huge skeleton out front. The Bastier family has is behind the skeleton-clad home, and they've placed a sign out front letting folks know that it's okay to take pictures with the decorations and even sit down and enjoy all the decorations. It should be noted that on Wednesday this week, tomorrow, the display will actually not be up as the winds are expected to be pretty bad, but the display will be back up on Thursday for those (laughs) wishing to enjoy the season that is Halloween in Minnesota. I appreciate the specifics. On On top of the large skeletons, there is 
a mini pumpkin patch area with hay bales set up and some other great decorations. Do you have some great Halloween decorations that you've put up? We'd love to see your pictures and highlight where people can go to enjoy Halloween and all it has to offer in the area. You betcha the most Minnesota Halloween costumes. And then we've got Goldie Gopher, who I guess must be a, a college mascot or something. Uh, next up, we have the that article that is from the Star Tribune about the show that Adam Young played but does not mention Reliant K or Matt Thiessen. Then we're skipping it. (laughs) Owatonna, Minnesota. Their matching luminous firefly costumes weren't the only thing that made daughter-mother duo Julia and Mary Boyd Boudreau stand out in the long line outside Owatonna High School on Sunday night. They were also among the few people not saying hi to other people in line, having just transplanted to... Chan Hassan from San Diego two months ago. Owatonna is such a nice little town. You can really understand where he's coming from better now, Mary Boyd said. Owatonna itself lit up with excitement on Halloween for the city's nice, (laughs) nice native pop star, Adam Young, (laughs) who returned to his former high school. He's such a nice boy. (laughs) Uh, To perform his first hometown concert since becoming a number one hit-making singer last year under the alias Owl City. His big hit song, by the way, was Fireflies, hence the costumes. Oh, I get it now. Young played in the school (laughs) gym to about a thousand mostly local fans. A point guaranteed by the fact you could only get tickets in person at the Owatonna People's Press Office or through a Ticketmaster presale offer where the password was the school mascot, Huskies. Everything about this event oozed Minnesota niceties in ways you, you rarely <laughs> see at concerts. Like the way folks gr- warmly greeted each other in line. Or t-shirts that were only $10 at the merch stand. And in true Minnesota thrifty fashion, $15 for two. Nicest of all, the concert Um, was a fundraiser. I don't think you've ever been to a punk show (laughs) where tickets are like five bucks. (laughs) But Danny... Were they a fundraiser for the school's music and arts program expected to raise $25,000? They're a fundraiser for someone to eat that night. (laughs) The the band or the the people who run the non-profit. They're really pushing the nice thing here a little bit too much. And so it's one of those, like, I don't know, what what more than their already very murky past is Owatonna trying to hide from us? It's exciting just to know he's from here, and then to have him do this is so cool, said resident Janice Higgins, there with her daughter Sarah, 11. She's getting a little too old to trick-or-treat now anyway, so this is a great alternative. Damn, I was still, like, trick-or-treating up through 18. I think I wasn't trick or Well, I think a girl could definitely trick-or-treat a little later, because, like, girls are... Even though girls mature faster than boys, I think, like, for girls to take part in 
childhood fun. Like, it's like, oh, that's cute. But I don't think an 18 year old boy <laughs> trick or treating <laughs> would be looked on as, I don't know if as I know. well. <laughs> I went at like uh, 16 or 17, I went dressed up as the director, which was that year's Halloween Horror Nights mm-hmm. uh, theme character person right. one year. And then my very last year, I went uh, as Janet from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Nice. I think the last time I went trick-or-treating was like 13 or 14. And by that point, um, it's almost an unfair advantage. Because when you're a little kid trick-or-treating, you need your parents to take you, you know. And you get tuckered out walking all around your neighborhood. But by the time I was 13, like, I grew up like a Spielberg kid. Like, my friends and I would ride our bikes and walk all over town by the time we were preteens. So we just took a big bag and we like walked the entire town as little 13 year olds. We went to houses. We were like so mobile on our feet and like, so just like walk, walk, walk that we hit houses where it's like, no one's come to this house for candy in years. <laughs> Cause they were like little houses, like <laughs> tucked away on little alcoves sure. and like side streets that like no one ever comes to this section of town to go trick-or-treating being too old to trick-or-treat is a plot point in my favorite halloween special of all time which is the freaks and geeks halloween episode but no one questioned that we were uh you know trick-or-treating when i was that age and then a girl i liked we we walked to another side of town i never knew like what town side of town she lived in but there was a girl i liked and she was she was uh, trick-or-treating no she was trick-or-treating as well well there you go you were fine and I was like, oh, good, there's that girl I like. Uh, bye. <laughs> like, There's nothing I can do about that. I can't tell you anything. I can't tell you I like you. Among the attendees were some of Young's old classmates, including Derek Harvey and Philip Hammett, who remembered seeing Young play with his back to the crowd during youth church youth functions with his first band, Windsor Airlift. Windsor Airlift, that's a badass name. He's obviously a different kind of performer now, but he's still the same humble guy, said Hammett. Young is also still a faithful churchgoer and speaks openly about his Christian beliefs, something that means a lot to the people around here, said Nancy Turnbull, who attended with her neighbor's preteen daughter. His wholesome lyrics definitely have a lot to do with growing up here. It's like we're like in Leave it to Beaver Town. (laughs) School principal Don Johnson... (laughs) Wait a minute. School principal Don Johnson quipped, I'm glad it's not ACDC. You wrote heartbeat, dude. What's your problem? At least you sang it. I didn't realize that Don Johnson had fallen on hard times and had to become a school principal in Hometana. <laughs> but also, what kind of like... 80s like boomer nonsense is that like i'm glad it's not acdc why didn't why didn't don johnson open for i mean (laughs) i'm sorry obviously i like teeson more but i feel like if you want teeson or don johnson oh yeah don johnson's the bigger get 100 percent uh when the concert was i just remembered that sorry i just remembered that my friend Johnny, the same friend who I talk about, uh, I bugged Reliant K with him all the time. We go to their shows. He found the Don Johnson Heartbeat LP in a dumpster. <laughs> Not in a dumpster, but like in a box next to a dumpster. Nice. 
And I and I was like, I'll take that. Also known as Dakota Johnson's dad, or oh, that right. dude from uh, what was it, Miami Vice? Right, he was on, yeah, Miami, he was on Vice. Miami Vice. Yeah. This is on the GTA Five soundtrack. Oh, it is. Yeah. GTA Remastered or whatever it's called coming out like this month. It's on Los Santos Rock Radio. So Jessica, do you like Heartbeat by Don Johnson? (laughs) More the same or less? I think I like it a little more. When the concert was booked... Oh, sorry. School principal Don Johnson quipped, I'm glad it's not ACDC. When the concert was booked, but he and the other faculty were mostly praising the financial boost from the concert... Every school district is struggling these days, so the timing of this is perfect, Joan Young said, watching her son proudly from the VIP section, a roped-off square under a basketball hoop. He was—he never was very outgoing in school, so it's amazing seeing him here now center stage. Young, 24, didn't hide his insular past in an interview before the concert. I was a total nobody in high school, he said. I remember going through entire days and never opening my mouth once to say a word to anybody. I went to the computer lab by myself during lunch instead of eating with everyone else. Young and his band gave the school the same full-scale show they played on tour with John Mayer this summer and will be performing this again this week in Japan. Their flight out was early Monday morning. Strings and synthesizers brought to life the songs Young crafted in his parents' nearby basement around 2008, including Hello Seattle and, for the finale, Fireflies. After the lights in the gym turned on, though, fans started chanting one more song. There was little doubt Young would oblige the request, especially when put so nicely. Nice. Is it ironic that... Adam Young is from a town that sounds like old Watana. I, I, uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, last up, uh, we have from philipbrand.com, October Music 2021, Part 2. October Music begins each year on October Eve, September 30th. That's today. As soon as our eyes open, with the exception of Sundays, it is the only music that we played in our house for the whole month. October music, in case you do not know, is a mix of fun (laughs) biblical music to aid in our celebration. That's you. Don't try and make me think that's me. Oh my gosh, that is me. (laughs) What? I was like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm holding my phone up to one ear and the Bluetooth up to another. I'm like, nothing, it's coming out of your phone. The speaker was on, I thought it was you. What is this, MySpace? Why is this playing? Why is there just audio playing on an HTML page? (laughs) No, why, why? I was so confused. No. Because I can't see your phone, I also thought like maybe you were reading text out of a video, so the video had to play. (laughs) Sorry. No. Rissy is good. <laughs> we were just talking about Adam Young and, our, and writing stuff in 2008. So we're back on MySpace <laughs> yeah. where you can't disable the music. And yeah, um, <laughs> when you go to your friend's page and you're like, oh, good Lord, why is it so loud? 
I'm sorry. October music, in case you do not know, is a mix of fun biblical music to aid in our celebration of this great month and fall season. Yes, fun such as October by U2, Monster Mash, Carmen's No Monster Song. Oh, I don't know about Monster Mash. (laughs) The Adams Family. There's Frankensteins in that, and the very existence of Frankensteins, like... (laughs) are an affront to God's creation. Sitting up with the dead, Ray Stevens and the great pumpkin waltz, as well as Ghostbusters to name a few. And the biblical tunes that express the battle we are engaged in with darkness and (laughs) celebrates the victory we have in Christ. Tunes such as Shane and Shane's embracing accusations. It's only funny in the context of, because, you know, I still, I like we're, we're so, we are cynical on this show. I still have faith. I still believe in Christ. I'm still a theist, but I just am so not into Christian uh, culture in right. this context. Yeah. yeah. It just totally threw me because per usual, I didn't properly like vet this. I just right. was like, ah, that's something. Put it on so I, I just I, I see Reliant K I felt comes like up ha- eventually. You know, sure. Yeah. Like, we get so cynical on stuff like this all the time, and I just wanted to... I don't always lay the record straight. I just wanted to lay it straight there. It makes us laugh, because it's like, it's just Halloween. It's the phrasing. It's Halloween. And so, yeah, I totally... I'm like, that's cool. You have your, like, very, like, Halloween-y music mixed with some biblical tunes. That's cool. It's the... That express the battle we are engaged in with darkness. Right. I mean... There is, like, an aspect to the history of Halloween that it is about, like, kind of keeping monsters at bay. You know what I mean? It is, like, the the, the, the basis of yeah Halloween is that. Yeah. But not in this particular, like, evangelical, puritanical sense. You know what I mean? And actually, no, it is in a, sort of sometimes in a puritanical sense. But not... Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. We're all just having fun. Just don't, like act like getting candy is is a sin like like as if as if christmas isn't a, a pagan holiday that happens to have christ's birth attached to it like most of the aspects of modern christmas are pagan i was saving sugar for my wedding night <laughs> tunes such as shane shane's embracing accusations keith green's dear john letter to the devil gundor's the fall Carmen's Champion, John Mark McMillan's Skeleton Bones, Toby Mac's Somebody's Watching, and Jars of Clay's Good Monsters. Three songs that were added midway through last October 2020 were three songs by Reliant K from their Creepier EP. These are just some very funny and fun songs for the season. And then they link all three, but they just started playing. Uh, randomly and then they go that said and they go on to let you know that they have 339 songs in this playlist so i'm not going to read over all of them but you get the idea <laughs> hey i have i put together a scalloween playlist there are a number of scalloween playlists on spotify mine is uh i'll have to go look but it does it's like over five hours long and i picked some of my spookiest ska songs i could think of it's called Ska Halloween Party, Spooky Scalloween Time. Nice. By Tunnel of Gloves on Spotify. Four hours long. Uh, Spotify doesn't tell me how many songs it is. Full ride from LA to Vegas. <laughs> there you go. 
So, um, Tim Sullivan, our listener, one of our earliest listeners, brother of Brady Sullivan, the who? corporate overlord. I know who. <laughs> the, the, the corporate overlord hasn't been checking in that recently. He We're, hasn't. We've been He's just running been, rampant. Yeah. So, uh, Tim created... You'd think he'd, he'd, he'd come and, you know, make sure things were a little more structured over here. <laughs> yeah. Well... Tim put together this spooky Yule log thing. Oh, sick. Which I believe he found the, the spooky Yule log imagery somewhere else. Because I've seen this p- specific spooky Yule log imagery. Gotcha. But he took the basic spooky Yule log video and he put the creepier EPR. Nice. Over it. That's awesome. So you can check that out. Good it's stuff. It's called Yule log, uh, Halloween Yule log scene set to Reliant K's the creepier EPR music. Uploaded by Tim Sul- Timothy Sullivan. Don't mind me, just getting some M and M's over here. So um, let's see. Here is uh, a performance of this at in 2014 on the Mm-hmm Ten tour. So yeah, this song has been around for a long time. When you come see Sadie Hawkins pod, be sure to throw M and M's and Cheez Its at us. <laughs> there you go. That's a that is a snack that I definitely would enjoy. Combos. I, I, we talked about them, combos and Skittles episode, but I don't like combos or Skittles. And the idea of putting them together, no, thank you. So, Cheez Its and M and M's. There's a there's a marriage made in heaven. <laughs> So since this song has been around for so long, this was uploaded by Zach Simpson, um, 2014, November 2nd. Uh, but it was played on Halloween night in, at Bogarts in Cincinnati, Ohio. And this is on the mm-hmm 10 tour. Uh, let's see. And I wrote obnoxious chatter. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says unreleased in big letters in the title of the YouTube video, because at the time it was unreleased. Oh, what time is this town in Minnesota? It's not very Yeah. Only from here to here. So I, I love if, his little skeleton costume. That is nice. Tyson is wearing like a skeleton jumper. Adorable. You might not have heard it, but the guy holding the camera mm-hmm. is talking to some lady who's like, can I get this video later? <laughs> I didn't hear that. And then he's like, I'll put it on YouTube. You're taking the video. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he's, he's just being polite. He's, he's, he's being polite. But I mean, it's just like. Especially because it's not a really song. You just hear people talking about how they're going to put it on YouTube later. And can I get this song later? They're loving it. Where'd you say this was again? This is in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh my gosh. What, what, it's these Ohio shows. They're, right? always, they're the, always rowdy. They're always the rowdiest. <laughs> like, yeah, murder people. <laughs> Woo!
something to cheer to. <laughs> it's a little strange. Yeah, life flashing before your eyes. We're going to debate later if that means you're killing them or if they're just really, really scared. <laughs> Living So that's good. And then four years ago, LB wrote, this is now on their EP. Wow. Had this gem since 2014. Well, no, no LG. He had it since 2010. And this one is interesting. So here's a 2010 performance and the lyrics are slightly different. And we can talk about why we think they might be different. Do you know that men can have multiple orgasms? <laughs> that's a fact. According to Professor, <laughs> I was going to edit this out. in. Danny, what are you searching for I under gotta, Sadie Hawkins' pod? Jessica has YouTube Premium now, and I got to switch my phone to her account so we don't get the ads when I'm playing the clips. But I was like, wow. I, I put my finger up, like, don't talk, because I do this. You guys don't know when it happens. If I'm like, I'm going to edit out this this YouTube commercial later. I put my <laughs> finger up like, hold on, don't comment. What is this, Comedy Central after dark? <laughs> no, well, and I would like to point out that whatever, I'm not I'm not going to plug this thing. It's a men's health thing. But and they didn't pay us. I'm not, I'm not mentioning the name of this. But it's a two-minute commercial. <laughs> oh, my god! How greedy. I hate yeah. it when a commercial is over 30 seconds. But especially when it's like a five or a ten minute commercial, but like a minute and a half. I've left. gotten like four minute commercials to watch a video that's like seven minutes. I'm like, no, it's it's like more than half the length of the video. I hate it when you go to watch a trailer for a game or a movie. And they play another trailer. And they play in front another of it. trailer. It doesn't seem like if your video is a commercial. You shouldn't be allowed to put a commercial before it. <laughs> also, I was about to go off on a on a tangent about quote unquote men's health and how easy it is to come by and about how you can get a prescription right. for it. And yet women's health is like, oh, heaven forbid, have to pay out the wazoo. Well, not covered. Interesting. So here is Rachel Schmidt's video. And I don't know if Rachel Schmidt has ad revenue on this video or if somehow goatee records christian capital and all of that have like claimed this video and if they are getting the men's health orgasm ad revenue <laughs> somebody's getting the ad revenue well i clicked i clicked skip ads so no one's getting this particular ad revenue uh this is a very blown out performance of halloween and owatana uh this is from the owl city owatana home show Oh, nice. The fabled one. So here it is. And the lyrics are slightly different. So it's, I could rot my teeth, but I'm not gonna. And then obviously at some point it gets changed to, I could trick or treat, but I don't want to. I mean, it's... It's almost one-to-one. -one. It's the same basic idea. Yeah. But trick-or-treat is obviously a better lyric because it's more Halloween. Because you could rot your teeth Well, in six Christmas, years, Tyson decided he wanted to go rot his teeth. Right. <laughs> instead of trick-or-treating. And I also found another performance of this, an early performance of this song at a Christian college. So when I first saw that, I thought, wait, 
did he change it because uh, they didn't want to hear the words trick or treat at this Christian college? But then I'm like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense because it's still about pulling out a chainsaw and blood go- growing cold. Like those lyrics didn't change. So that's not the case. It just seems like his first thought, best thought was I could rot my teeth. And he changed it to I could trick or treat, but I don't want to. So. Rather scan living So creepy. So right by the camera. Just, it's so creepy. It is creepy. And I also meant to mention, as far as the um, not actual murder interpretation of this song, because I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't care enough. You know me. I'm not a big mystery guy. Like I don't know if it is or isn't meant to imply an actual murder or if it's all a prank mm-hmm. on the person getting scared. Whatever. It's one or the other. I don't care. <laughs> but the interpretation of this is a trick where they scare the person in bed and the life flashes before their eyes because they think they're about to die gasoline and a chainsaw can still fit that in the non-violent interpretation because when you do like halloween mazes and stuff and the scarers have a chainsaw they use real chainsaws without yeah without the chain without the chain on them because it's the same the buzzing sound comes from the engine not from the actual chain cutting part so like you know i did a you do a a texas chainsaw massacre haunted house at universal and the guy will be running around with a real chainsaw just without the thing in it right it just cuts off right there oh so there's a second uh upload of that same video from further back in the crowd but oh one other thing i always i kind of wondered was is owl city is the name of the band owl city in reference to owatana because owatana is spelled o-w-a-t-o-n-n-a so it's the same two letters owl city is like owl city a, a cute little nickname for Owatana because it's got the first two letters of Owl. Well, I found this video of Adam Young, which I guess I won't play, but it's just Adam because he doesn't say much. Is that the name of the high school mascot? The Owls? The Owatana Owls? Wait, you said what the mascots are. They aren't the Owls, right? Did I miss... I was just messing around. (laughs) The thing about... That was was some college. Oh, that was a college. college mascot. (laughs) I was like, this is a memory test. You just talked about this earlier. <laughs> no, an owl would be a terrible mascot. <laughs> I mean, not really. It would be a great mascot if you're like a like a magnet school for, you know, science or, or general knowledge learning or whatever. Not a sport thing per se. Right. Well, 
I did find this video after I thought of that. I was I did look up like what does Owl City mean, and I found this video where Adam Young is just like, Owl City puts a fun idea in your head, and that's what my music is, fun ideas. I'm like, okay, well that doesn't answer anything, so whatever. <laughs> gotcha. Well, this is also something Halloween. When I type in Halloween Reliant K, this came up. This is the band House of Heroes. I guess, is this a, yeah, this is a Halloween show in Cleveland, Ohio in 2008 for House of Heroes. And I don't know if Reliant K was there or not, but this is uploaded uploaded by Chloe, E-E-E, the word Chloe, and then the letters E-E-E. And House of Heroes that night all dressed up like Matt Thiessen. <laughs> and they performed, they performed as Matt Thiessen and the Thiessens. And it's really funny. They're all wearing curly. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> And plaid button-down shirts. <laughs> Fantastic. And then they play Ubladeo Blada. <sighs> and they're all kind of doing like like Matt Thiessen's stage maneuvers. <laughs> it's amazing. This is fantastic. Oblade, Oblada, classic ska song. Legitimately a ska song. Um, what about Oblade, Oblada? What did I say? Oblade, Oblada, right? Did I say it wrong? You said something else. I can't remember now. Uh. <laughs> Ska already existed. I, I see this once in a while, like on Ska discussion boards. People are like, what's the deal with Obladi Oblada? It sounds like a Ska song. It's like, well, it is a Ska song. Ska existed before the White Album. So the Beatles wrote a Ska song. There you go. Um, Let's see. You know who else was a big Ska? <laughs> like, a, like a, what's her name? Back to the Beach. Annette, Annette, Annette Funicello. Funicello. Another big Ska artist. <laughs> Um, so, oh, I get to talk about this, this sword. Here's just a couple of other random things that happen to be Owatonna related. Um, Matt Farley is this New Hampshire, basically he's an artist. He's most famous for a movie called Don't Let the River Beast Get You, which maybe someday we'll talk about on... Cinema Cataclysm. But he's also famous for having written... And other things we keep teasing but never get around to. (laughs) He's written literally thousands of songs. He just like... And there are are a couple songs in Don't Let the River Be Sketchy, like, do the Mud River Shuffle. Right. (laughs) Jessica's so not interested. And Don't Let the River Be Sketchy. Exactly. Jams. Absolute jams. Well, he wrote, among his thousands of songs, he wrote a song called Owatana, Owatana, Owatana. And every one of his, like, uploads is not called Matt Farley. They're always, like, like little side band names that he comes up with and little albums. Like, this album is called The Guy Who... Or the artist is called The Guy Who Sings Songs About Cities and Towns. That's the artist name for this particular project. Why isn't it just the album name? Well, the album name is called Very Good Minnesota City Songs Because. Oh, gotcha. And here is his song about Owatonna. It's part of the collection of songs about places and Exactly. Whatnot. He's a real Sufjan Stevens. Minnesota, oh my 
goodness, what a great place. Let's go downtown in Old Town. Let's have a good... I told you, O-Town. It's Did not O-Town. O-Town, the band O-Town, they got their name no. from Owatana. They're the, 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 the boy band O-Town is from Owatana. <laughs> that didn't come up in your deep dive? <laughs> O-Town is named after another O-Town that no one refers to as O-Town. Thank you very much. I don't know about well, that. Not a, no. Depending on how far back you go. Oh, so he's pronouncing it Owatona. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's Place. apples to oranges. Well, that's Matt Farley. Check him out. Check out Don't was Let the River Be Sketchy. Or was, did you no, there's a little bit more. Did oh, you want gotcha. to hear the last 30 seconds? I say people, I don't want to spoil it. People can go listen to that themselves. Okay. <laughs> I also just randomly found this. This <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but it's fitting for the season. Craveny. This is. Uh, I just saw the light flash before my eyes. See. <laughs> I hope nobody out there is listening to this while driving. Ninety-six K Rock gets obscene. Hey, we're a family-friendly podcast. Yeah, except for the male orgasm commercials. Well. <laughs> So I just found this radio promo for K-Rock of Fort Myers, Florida. I was going to say. Because K-Rock is a name of stations across the country. And this is from six gotcha. years ago. Interesting. Like here in LA, the world Speaking famous of K-Rock. O-Town. Yeah, there you go. The world famous K-Rock here is K-R-O-Q. There was a K-Rock in uh, New York, and then there's multiple other. Just like there's KISS stations everywhere, right. and there's multiple stations where it's just some guy's name, like Jack FM and Joe FM and Jimmy FM. You know, you don't hear moms complaining about KISS FM stations. Usually they have a lot of, you know, like nice oldies and 80s, 90s, and today... Sorry to leave out two decades in there, but you know. And not at all are they out there going, this is evil, it stands for knights and Satan's service. Right. Which is so funny, because, like, Kiss's music is not, like... Nope. It's not even... <laughs> not it's even barely close. even heavy metal. <laughs> they have some I mean? disco songs. Come yeah. on. <laughs> it's on. so funny that anyone would look at Kiss and hear their music and think, like, oh, this is satanic. <laughs> I was made for loving, loving you, baby. <laughs> oh, it's the devil's oh. music. <laughs> so uh, here's just this video I found from a YouTube page called Jesus Chrysler. And I really found all this stuff That's typing a sick in name. Owatonna uh, Reliant K. So somehow like the YouTube research, uh, algorithm decided I would want to see these videos as well. This is some people visiting the Owatonna Cedar Mall in, I can't, there's no explanation, but the 80s or the 90s with a video camera. Oh, nice. This is kind of up Jessica's alley to see like an 80s, 90s mall. 
Oh yeah, and it's Def Leppard in the background. They edited it Sick. to Def Leppard. So these kids are just like in a bookstore or yeah, they're like in a magazine store. And it's just people, 80s, awesome, like, I, it looks like late 80s to me, maybe, you know, like into the early 90s, just from the fashion. Drinking Mountain Dew. Drinking Mountain Dew. This is just amazing 80s, 90s footage. There's that one. This man is so 80s that they're talking to right now. He's got the mustache, classic yeah. dad look. This should he looks about 50, but he's probably 32. This should have millions of views. There's that there's that footage of those like kids in the South in the 80s going yeah. to a record store and then going into a gas station and kind of like joking around with like this lady at the counter who like barely has time for them, but kind of like plays back with them, kind of jokes back with them, right. but it's really kind of fed like, up with them. Deals with them every day. Deals with them. <laughs> And that's an amazing video. That's got millions of views. Like, this Owatonna Cedar Mall video should also blow up. Just a lot of knowing about the Owatonna Mall. Lots of fun. So this guy was in a penguin, by, yeah, in a penguin costume with an ad stitched, uh, like, uh, sewn to the back. So, fun times. Fun times in the Owatonna Mall. And then I found, like, the 1990 video yearbook for the Owatonna High School. Sick. Which is an hour long, so we can't really oh, watch wow. that. But maybe we should watch that on That sounds on streaming. fun. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, and I found some kids going t- in England going to see Owl City on Halloween night. So some other Halloween, Adam Young, was in the UK somewhere. I can't, there was no video, no footage in the, um, let me see. So this footage was uploaded hey, guys, by... So- Jim Jimerick's blog Jimerick's vlogs and I just assume from their voices the f- the fun me and my friends got up to the fun me and my friends got up to on Halloween the Al City concert was amazing too none of the music played here belongs to me so it doesn't really say where they're from but they got these it's accents Halloween and they're talking about having fun in Halloween <laughs> No, we're going to Al City. It was and if my face is orange and I look a bit zombie-ish, it's because they painted my face. And we filmed it as a video, but that one's not going up for various reasons. Is it? <laughs> Tasha's makeup's a bit smudged now. But yeah, anyway, so um, yeah, I don't really know what we're doing now. So, that's it. so everyone is getting ready now. We're all doing our hair. It's quite funny. <laughs> Sophie did have messed up hair, but she's put it in a bun now. James, that stuff was disgusting! <laughs> I went around. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> stuff in it, but they're going to Al City. So fun. apparently back in 2012, Adam Young was somewhere where they have that accent. Probably in like London or the South somewhere, I think. Yeah, it's a pretty big house. So I don't Watch know. Watch a lot of Love city. Island, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little, slightly acquainted with the accents. And I also watch... Uh, a couple different YouTubers who are like from the northern part of England, so definitely they're not from up that up in that region. I also found this video uploaded by Rachel Valsano, Valsano, and it is a one minute and forty second Napoleon Dynamite parody film. Sick. Napoleon, what's wrong? Telling you how exhausted. you should Napoleon get the grab and go breakfast at Owatonna High School. <laughs> 
That's great. It's fantastic. So it's these three it. kids who are... This looks great, actually. This is from eight years ago as well. This is from 2013. So, you know. I don't know what they shot this on, but it looks fantastic. No, They're recreating the top scene. Give me some of your tots. Napoleon, maybe you should just eat some school breakfast. And now they're giving out the vote for Pedro things, and Napoleon Dynamite has no energy. He should have gotten the grab-and-go breakfast, now available at Owatonna High School, or at least eight years ago. Napoleon Dynamite never has any energy. Maybe you should have some school breakfast, you have more energy, Napoleon. It's really quick and easy, and you can grab it on your way to class. It's an apple and a thing of milk. I mean, I would feel like... I just got really depressed because I feel like these kids are like, hey, we discovered this great old movie called Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> well, yeah, right in 2013, this great old movie, and now it's eight years on from then. Although the video looks so modern, yeah. you could think it was shot now. It, like, it doesn't have any... There's no aging to this sp- specific video. But these high school students are definitely in their 20s now, <laughs> eight years ago. I love that it's like... It's like a dollar thirty-five as well. How much is it? Wow! I, Gra- I love Tana <laughs> thinks that it's like nineteen fifty-two or something. This is my favorite part. <laughs> it then okay, so the so the little sketch ends, and then it has an on-screen text that says "Grab and Go Breakfast Served Daily, seven thirty to seven fifty-five a.m." Specific, <laughs> very specific. It's like that. Um. It's like the 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 staff swim in uh in uh, Caddyshack. I couldn't think of that right. one. Caddyshack. Upper com it's it located at the Upper Commons only a dollar 35. So for a dollar and 35 cents you can get yourself an apple and a milk for 25 minutes. <laughs> and I'm also wondering like for well they have to be there so early because like public high schools like you got to be there at like 5 a.m. or something, right? So it's just like, if you live in Owatonna, Minnesota, like, why do you got to be so on the go? So on the go. And why is life got to be so busy? You got to be there at like probably six, five or six a.m. You don't have time for breakfast at home. Wait, that you all gotta you spend get is an bucks. apple and milk? Well, that's all they showed in the video. I mean, if well, there now was- I know why it's the price that it is, <laughs> but oh. That is not a hearty breakfast. And then I think it ends with a little dance thing. Yeah, so then it just like a whole bunch of kids in the hallway dance to the Napoleon Dynamite dance song. I mean, uh, Napoleon Dynamite was also when I used to talk to Reliant K all the time at different shows in the Brian and Dave days. Like, Napoleon Dynamite was a point of discussion at a lot of those shows because it was a brand new movie at the time. And it was like before it even Napoleon like Napoleon Dynamite was totally Reliant K movie. Right. No, it absolutely was. Yeah, 100%. And I, re- I remember talking, I remember. Now, this might be kind of lost to the zeitgeist, but when Napoleon Dynamite was first released, it was in limited theaters, right? And I saw it on opening weekend at a limited theater. And then it just got bigger and bigger from word of mouth, kept playing at more theaters. And they went back and they filmed a new, the new ending. And that's the ending where there's the wedding between uh, I don't, uh, Kip and his girlfriend that he LaFonda. gets at LaFonda. And then Napoleon rides in on a horse. That was filmed like a year after the original movie, right? And added on after the movie was an unexpected sleeper hit. And I remember 
being at a Reliant K show. I got a new Reliant K talking to Reliant K story. I forgot about this one. <laughs> I remember being at a Reliant K show, talking to Tyson about Napoleon Dynamite and saying, oh yeah, I got to get back to the theater and see that new scene. And then Tyson described it to me because I hadn't seen it yet. Nice. I hadn't gotten back to the theater to see that new scene yet. That's great. And Tyson described it to me. It's like, yeah, it's the wedding and Napoleon rides up on a horse and he's like, it's a, and I remember Tyson had a little thing. He's like, it's a little bit more out there than the rest of the movie. Cause it's like, it's a little bit more. Sure. He didn't say heightened, but he said something along the lines of like, it's more heightened than the rest of the reality mm-hmm. of the movie. And so my, my expectations were curbed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just found a lot of like, Matt Tyson out here Obaton. providing uh, essential yeah. services. Yeah. Film critic, Matt Tyson. Hey, if you're not doing music right now, which he is, but Tyson, do some film criticism. Um, there's no, then there's no covers of the song. There's one drum cover, and there's no covers of the song. So, uh, gotcha. That's about it. Um, that's why I went through a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with the song. And I guess this is the only. I don't even remember what's in this. So I guess we'll have to end on this. Oh no, I, we played this one of the previous. We played this one of the previous Halloween's. This is two two teen girls in 2009 like trying to make a youtube video for one of the first times and like um hi it's uh we've seen them before yeah, we've seen this specific video before yeah i was gonna say episodes, and i forgot when i it's like um uh uh look at this girl she's like so seen and uh, so it's a scenester like they get a picture of a scenester girl it's like for for halloween i'm gonna be like one of those emo girls with my hair all big Oh my gosh, I remember that. It was like, were you, are you a scenester or are you emo or are you right. <laughs> like goth? <laughs> and other things from the mid to late 2000s. And then That's I found this one other thing, which I thought was going to be like a promposal because I have found like videos that I have not brought to the show before because they seem a little too personal to, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't want to mock them, make fun of them, but they are like, people who made YouTube videos like directed to talk to Reliant K and say, Hey, Reliant K, please come play at my school. Mm-hmm. Not promposals, but like there's probably other ones out there like, Hey, Matt Tyson, please take me to my prom. And as far as I know, they never replied to these. So it's, it seems a little, seems a little yeah. tasteless yeah. for us to talk about those yeah. on the show, but I can kind of talk about this one. So speaking of emo girls, this is like emo girl right here. She's like yeah. the Haley Williams red hair. Yep. Uh, like a black bow on her head. And she made this video called Dear Matt Tyson. I am a huge fan. And this is uploaded by Emerald Jade. I always told myself, I'm going to see Matt Tyson and Reliant K. One of these days. And it's one of these kind of videos where I don't mind pointing it out because all she made this video for a one everything this week is a minute and forty seconds. That's been the weirdest thing. Like the song and a lot of these videos are a minute and forty seconds. This Well, we just passed an hour and forty minutes recording. Wow. So. What is going on? One forty for some reason is the strange number this week. So Emerald Jade just Reliant wants to take a photo that. with Reliant K. So she made a video saying, I'm going to see you soon. I really want to take a photo with you. So hope you see this video. Please see my request. It's, it's so much more grounded. Than I hope she got to. I hope she did as well. There's only one comment and it said, for, so the video is from nine years ago and four years ago, somebody replied and said, OMG, I'm seeing this in February which uh, February of like five years later, I can't wait. Love this video. 
Okay, I mean, maybe there was a comment that got deleted that's in reply to. I could have sworn someone was like, hope you got this. Maybe that's in one of those prom... Maybe that's in one of those please play my high school videos. Gotcha. So, I hope Emerald Jade got a picture with Matt Thiessen. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's it's This one's sweet. Because it's just like, hey, I don't... I'm not... I'm not being creepy and asking you to take me on a date. I just want a picture with you. Here's a YouTube video. That's cute. Yeah. So, hope it all worked out for Emerald Jade. I'm going to make one of these videos. I would also like a picture with Reliant K. I have a picture with the OC Supertones. That wasn't my choice, though. That That was fun. Um, That was during their reunion. That was at RevGen. The picture also came out horrible. It's like, it was real it's dark. Cute. It's it's Yeah. You know, you know who it's with. It's sweet, Danny. It's so funny because like at that time when Reliant K got back together, I don't think I've ever really said this. Supertones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, Reliant K, Supertones, same thing. Well, that's, that's, okay. When the Supertones got back together around 2010. Uh, no, Reliant K has actually played the underground scene at the underground <laughs> show in Detroit. Right, they have. When did the OC Supertones <laughs> do that? Well, when the Supertones reunited, I remember thinking, and and this, this sounds bad being a person who now has a Reliant K podcast, but at the time I was like, oh, is Ethan Luck going to be a part of it? Because I completely didn't think about at the time that Ethan Luck was a member of Reliant K. That never really was in my mind until we started doing this podcast. Like, I never really thought heavily of Ethan Luck because he wasn't part of my... Like, you have your SNL seasons and you have your Weird Al album eras and you have your favorite James Bond. Like, to me, Reliant K is mostly the original four piece and then partially in my mind with Dave and the five piece, but I never really thought of Ethan strongly as a member of Reliant K until we started doing this podcast. And at the time, that same show where we got a picture of the Supertones, I was like, oh, Ethan's not in the Supertones reunion. <laughs> and then I think we saw Reliant K that same weekend. I'm like, oh yeah, he's in Reliant K still. Okay. Because the first time I saw Ethan with Reliant K, I thought he was just filling in for Dave for a tour. Right. What can I say? I was a Dingies and Supertones fan first. So, whatever. Anyway, that's Halloween. I don't know what that has to do with Halloween. I love Ethan and Reliant K, so <laughs> it's okay. I always think of the... I always think of Reliant K as the two Johns and Dave or the two Johns and Ethan. Gotcha. And I just kind of scoop back a little. I think of it as the four-piece or the two Johns and Dave because I'm 10 years older than you. So that's just kind of a generational divide. Yep. That famous Reliant K song, Generational Divide, from their recent album, Nine. So um, do you even know what I'm referencing? Yes. That's a Blink-182 reference. Oh, you know it. (laughs) Yeah, you've made me listen to that. I didn't make you listen to it too much. No. (laughs) Well, if a friend has made you listen to this podcast, we appreciate it. So, Jessica, Halloween and always Are you calling me your friend? No, I'm talking to the listeners. If a friend has made you listen to this podcast, like I made Jessica listen to Nine by Blink-182 once, we apologize. Jessica, we're definitely in the Nine era of the podcast. (laughs) Jessica, Halloween and Oatana, (laughs) do you like it the same, less, or more than before we covered it this week? I like it a little more. I like it a little bit more as well. And and you turned me... The cup, you're right. I hadn't re-listened to the cup. The cup is a mess. 
When and we, this is better. When we went into the cup is a song that when you hear it, you're like, oh, this is fun. But then when we dug into it, was like it didn't hold up scrutiny in a podcast form. Halloween blues is like a maybe even S tier. So, right. you know, you can't even touch that. And I just, you know, didn't even, you know, these two were sort of a toss up for me. And now I really think that Halloween and Owatonna is a proto version of Halloween blues. Yeah, you for know, sure. I, I think that's how it kind of goes. So, uh, thank you for the spooky time on Say Spooky Hawkins Pod. Oh, yeah. That's what we call it on oh. social media. Oh, so I I went and I logged into Twitter today and I saw that there you have after Sadie Hawkins Pod or Spooky Hawkins Pod shopping bags and a ghost. And yeah. I was like, I get the ghost. What is the shopping bag? It's the bag that the ghost is holding. I on the knew cover of it the was going EP. to be something really obvious that I just wasn't getting. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what is with this double shopping bag emoji? I'm it's like, a bag full of candy. He did it on his phone, so I'm sure it was just one well, shopping bag. Well, the emoji bag, is a double shopping bag, and I can't fix that. I can't call up <laughs> Twitter. I can't call up Twitter or Jack the, from emo- Twitter. the emoji headquarters or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, iOS, or any of that. I can't fix that. I knew it was going to be something obvious. So thank you for clearing that up for me. And then God forbid you have an Android. Who knows what it looks oh, like right? over there. <laughs> so uh, happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> and happy <laughs> and happy Halloween from me, David S. Podkins. Boop, boop, It's me, David. <laughs> Why the f*** do you have to do the hand thing? Because that's Danny? what he does. I know, but no one can see this. Well, I gotta get into the character. Oh, Lord, and I've already lost it. <laughs> Let's try again.